Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday we were shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew. And uh, we had our relationship conversation. And yesterday's question was, what are some of the reasons women ghost men? Now, interestingly enough, we were pretty much left with the men of due time. So we got an opportunity to hear if they thought that some of the reasons that the women have listed, were they too extreme, were they right on point, and uh, let's get to some of them. Well, one of the reasons they listed that he's too serious about her. And when I asked, you know, was that something reasonable, they said yes. The men said yes. You know, when you're kind of smothering her and you're breathing down her neck a little too much or a little too hard or a little too long, yeah, they said you should be expected that, you know, she might ghost you. All right? Well, what's the flip side to that? You're not taking her seriously enough, men. Well, the guys said, yes, they could understand. You know, if she is interested and she has a destination, she wants to go and she's made that known, and you still uh, are not paying that enough attention yet. She has every right to ghost you. What else? Mm. Your communication skills are in the toilet. They said 
you know, who wants to be ignored or not paid enough attention, you know, or listen, you know, you are a little older now. You're not kids. So why do you still have communication issues? Well, I'm, I'm a little puzzled about that one, too, you know. If you're at the point where you're old enough to date, then your communication skills should be on point. But, you know, I believe some of that comes from who you've dealt with in the past. Sometimes, you know, if you say a little too much and the person, and that's either side, and the person responds a certain way, or it's too much for them, then you may be, you know, a little bit on the leery side about talking or really knowing what to say if the person that you were with always kind of, I had a girlfriend that used to say, oh, bust off every time you said something. So that might make you a little leery about certain things that you say. So... You know, despite the fact that I do agree that you should not have any communication skills, that one's kind of understandable because you don't know what communication area, you know, we're talking about. Right? Right. Well, let's see what else. Up that first date. How you performed on that first date just might be reason that she wants to get away from you, and I mean away from you. And here's where it got interesting, because Pastor Kale said he understood he would be like, out. And Brother Al said, well, pretty much I'd be willing to give, you know, a, a second chance at you know, a bad day, because it just could be, hey, you know, it's just that time. You know, sometimes first impressions are real messed up. And uh, it was interesting to hear. And that, actually, that point kind of sprouted another conversation, right? Right, all right. If you were here, you would know that it actually did. Ah, let's go for one more. Let's go for one more. Well, he has too many women. That just might make her want to ghost him. And the men said, yeah, they pretty much understood that one too. Yeah. And you, you know, especially if she's made that known, and that's what they did bring up, the fact that, you know, hey, I don't really want someone who's looking to play the field, as they say. I don't know what they say now. I, Shanti's, give me that, give me the slang of, of what they say. What do the streets call it when you want to see other people? I don't know. I play the field is definitely from my era. <laughs> so she's probably in the background making fun of me. But I'd like to see what they call it now. But, you know, if she's made it very clear that she wants to exclusively date you 
and she does not want someone who's all over the place, then they said they understand. They understand if she goes. Now, Pastor K.O. did say something that was really interesting. You know, why ghost? Why ghost the person? Why not just be honest up front and say, listen, this is where I am. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. And, you know, that's kind of not meeting that. And, you know, instead of just shutting it down, you know, he said, why not just let the person know and then be gone? And you know what? I kind of think the same way, too. I kind of think the same way, too. My thing is, I, I don't... I don't think I want to fall off the face of the earth, if you will. You know, I don't I don't think I want to handle it like that, if that's the case. If, you know, we're not clicking, I'd rather just say, because, you know, let me tell you something. This world is a little too small, and I don't need to not have settled that issue. And then I go to eat, or I go out, or I'm in the street, or whatever, and I... You know, and somebody walks up on me like, hey, Steph. I'm like, wow, I didn't handle this. And now we got to talk about this now or the aura is messed up or now wherever I am and, and he's around or, you know, I see him now. I'm, I'm just uncomfortable. Nah, that that's not Stephanie. I can't live like that. And I agree just, you know, be upfront, be honest. And I don't think that's the golly thing to do. I don't think that's the golly thing to do. You know, when you think about the grand scheme of things. And I, maybe I'll ask, you know, Brother Ainsley and Shantice what they think of that before we get started. Yes, get started. Because today is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. And because we've been delayed week after week after week, we are now just wrapping up Kingdom Business Season 2, Episode 8, the finale. And I did have to go back and watch it one more time last night. And I actually didn't see anything that I didn't see the first go around, but... It was a nice refresher. At least it was something that I could tolerate watching. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't feel bad, you know, having to watch it a second time, and even having watched it, I didn't. You know, I didn't feel like, oh boy, you know, I had to go through that again. No, 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 no. I didn't have to worry about that. I didn't have to worry about that. So that's the good thing. That's a good thing. So if you got some notes, go back and grab those notes. If you uh, need to go get that healthy breakfast, then go ahead and grab that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. A new report from the CDC reveals a disturbing statistic. Statistic: The study says that one in 14 women smoke while pregnant. The findings reveal more than 7% of all expectant mothers smoke despite the known risks to both mother and child. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, any amount of smoking during pregnancy is too much. 
It puts a baby at risk for birth defects and can cause a baby to be born too early or have low birth weight. It can also raise the risk of stillbirth or sudden infant death syndrome. Well, today. with Pastor Steph, and it is Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Giving God thanks that we can see a brand new day, and he's investing in us just one more again. Yes, yes, yes. And before we go into our our recap of Kingdom Business Season 2, Episode 8, I want to have a little chat with my due time crew, and I don't have Pastor Jeff yet, but maybe he'll jump on before we can finish this conversation, because I'm sure he's got one interesting answer. But let's say good morning to our girl, Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? That's good. That's good. I am well, thank you. I am well. So yesterday's conversation, and I didn't get a chance to ask you, despite the fact that I was dying, to ask you. Let's start off with what's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why you would ghost a man? If you decided to go that route. If I decided to ghost a man, the one of the things would be the driving without a driver's license. <laughs> wow. That's the major thing in, in your world. Okay, why is that the... The prime reason why you I mean, goes to person. I mean, that's just one one of the things because some of the the things were were mentioned and touched on yesterday. Um, but with that, because it just says a lot. You know, we're not talking about you know you forgetting to handle something and you're not aware that your license is suspended or something. No, we're talking about you know. You either do not have a license or you know that your license is suspended or revoked so that you get behind the wheel of a car anyway. It just says a lot about your integrity and about how you view rules and how you view boundaries and how you care about other people as well. You know, because there are people who do that and they'll have people get in the car with them as if 
they have the proper credentials to operate the vehicle. And it's like, well, do these people know that you don't have a license? Because I'm pretty sure some of these people would not be in a car with you if they knew that God forbid you got pulled over. They would have to now jump in the driver's seat because you're getting arrested. Mm. Interesting. You know, so Interesting. It, it just speaks a lot about your character. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I actually understand. I actually understand uh, what you're talking about. I, I actually agree that it's quite irresponsible to actually make that move. It's irresponsible to do that and not alert the others that are in the car with you, you know, that mm-hmm. you don't have the credentials that you need um, to properly operate. It says a lot about, you know, some other things. So before I go there... I want to hear what our brother Ainsley has to say about being ghosted for that reason. Good morning, Brother Ains. Hey, good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning, Shanti. Good morning, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good morning. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm up. I'm up. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. That's good to know. I just got one question. As Varnell Hill would say, Did you miss me? <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. Yep, yep. What's up? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, I missed you. I have to say I missed you. But I wanna before we get started on our normal okay. you know, agenda for Tuesday mornings, I want to ask you, you know, yesterday we talked about reasons why women, the, the, the reasons women listed why they would ghost a man, and Shantice just gave her top reason. What do you think about what she said about that particular reason? Um... Well, sometimes it don't take much. I mean, I, I, I hear, I, I hear, I, I can understand that. I can understand that. You know, because somebody just, like you said, was driving. Well, no, that, that's kind of, uh, that's something kind of egregious because that could put you, you know, in a very, in a very, you know, serious, serious situation. So, and somebody does that so callously, um, sure, I can understand that. So if you could do that so callously, all right, well, I can just ghost you. So that's, that's the same <laughs> way, too. And, and, so, uh, why, why, I got to see, why why even had a conversation? You know? Okay. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. Interesting. Interesting. You all just, sometimes I do not expect to get what you all end up saying. All right, so I'll ask you first, Brother Ainsley. You know, I I think about the godly aspect of it, which did not come up yesterday, but I'll ask, is that the godly way to handle it, though? You know, um, do you just go somebody or do you speak to them and at least let them know why? I'm just asking, since we're a Christian broadcast, is that what God would want you to do, just walk off, or would he want you to you know, stick around and at least say why, um, you know, you're, you don't want to be bothered or you don't want to further communicate with that person. 
All right, I can understand. All right, godly way of doing things. Let the person know, and such and such. You know, but you know, <laughs> I mean, as I get older, there's less, there's less tolerance, less patience. You see nonsense from a distance, and listen, if somebody mm-hmm. does something, agree to something like that, you know, they should, you, they know, they should have a good, re- they should already have a good understanding of reason why you stepped off. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if somebody goes to step off with a reason, come on, it's not like it's not it's, it's it's not like so like I don't know what happened. What did I do? You gotta know what you did. You should know what you did. <laughs> you know. You know. So. <laughs> you know. So I I mean yeah, be it's good to have that conversation. I forgot the terminology. You know, have that last uh, hurrah and so forth and so on, but. You know, if, if, it's, if, there's, if there's reason enough to go, that person should know, have a good understanding why. You know, have a good okay. reason why. So, yeah. Well, come on now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shantice, you know, you, you said that you would ghost. You have your reason why you would ghost a man. Do you think that God would be looking for us to handle things, male or female, a different way? No, he would want us to explain why we don't want to talk to them anymore. Explain why, and I agree with with Brother Ainsley. It's like, like okay, God, I knew they were, you know, kind of unaware, but are they really this slow? Like, I really got to take the time to explain to a grown person why they should not be driving without a license. Don't you need a license to get behind the wheel of a car? Well, where I got to go here? But because we have our own slow moments in our own areas, we have to pay it forward and we have to, you know, let them know. And we can't move the way everyone else in the streets move. Even when it's, you know, justifiable or understandable. We can't do with what everyone else would do. You know, ghosting someone, just picking up and and changing your mind. And, and, and you know, I'm I'm big on that. I That's something that I really, really, really despise. I really despise your one way at 5 o'clock and then at 7 o'clock you're another way with no explanation. I really despise that. So, even though I do agree that you should be aware of what you're doing that would turn a person off or, you know, have someone not want to talk to you or be around you, you have to, you know, let it be known so that you don't give that person the ability to say, well, I don't know what happened. He just, he just stopped talking to me. Okay. Okay. Is that has that ever been a switch tip? I mean, how many switch tips we we've had so far? One hundred and seventy-three. Wow! And in those one hundred and seventy-three switch tips, we have yet to have don't ghost a person. <laughs> yeah, that might be next. All right. Week. That might be next. Uh, week, guys, yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, thank you so much 
Shantice and Brother Ainsley for indulging mm-hmm. me in that particular conversation, you know, just kind of because neither one of you were on yesterday. So I really wanted to um, get your, your uh, idea. Wait, before we go, yeah, we're not talking immediately about that, about our normal, having our normal conversation. Brother Ainsley, what area would you, what's the reason why you would ghost a woman? What's the top reason why? Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to ask me that. I was going to say, okay, what would I do that? Oh, fair. have I done that before? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, I think if uh, well, I think if somebody, I just find out they, I would say somebody heavy into drugs. Mm. Um, I'm out. I'm like, okay, okay you know, I, I'm, I'm. No, because you already know what I'm about, and um, sorry, I can't, I can't, can't get involved like that. No, and no capacity. Mm-mm. Sorry. Okay. Okay, that boy, my brain didn't even go yeah. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, listen, that that's definitely one I would think about. Okay, God, we're gonna have to discuss this at two o'clock. <laughs> Let's discuss this at two o'clock. It's one o'clock, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm shutting it down. Shantice, what do you think about that? Yes, I I agree because again, that's something that comes with a whole lot that the people around them have to deal with. You got to worry about if they're stealing from you. You got to worry about them lying and being sneaky. You just got to worry about the mannerisms that come. Like, there's a lot that you have to contend with with being around someone who is abusing drugs, you know, using drugs. So I I can completely understand someone finding that out and being like, all right, well, that's it for me. (laughs) What about smoking yeah. What about smoking weed? Is that included oh, with the... Oh, yes. The <laughs> That's before the heroin. That's before the heroin, the cocaine, the the angel dust, the... the Yes, 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 mm. yes, yes. <laughs> well, Ainsley, do you think she's passionate about this thing here? Ah, yeah, I okay. think so. I like, she's like, all right. You know, I could probably, I could, I may do well. I could maybe deal with a little bit of weed, not even like a pothead, as they say. I don't know what they call it now, but you know, I could maybe deal with that a little bit. But <laughs> I hear you, Shanti. All right, you like no on certain terms. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, hopefully, a person who's just at the level of smoking weed is someone who is, you know, they can let it go. You know, they wouldn't let it go if they had not had a quote-unquote reason or they didn't have it could someone be medicinal. who... Right, you know, <laughs> if that's what they want to say. Um, but... Because <laughs> I've had so many people say to me, not men, not men, not men, let me just let y'all all know, I ain't talking about men that approach me or anything like that, but just in general, people who want that excuse of, well, you know, it's medicinal. I'm like, yo, really? Cut it out. Um, 
and you you know it is medicinal for some people, but my thing is, I don't know, it's something about a Christian person with the medicinal use of weed that my I, I always have the first question of, you know, did did you did you go to did you go to God? I, I, that's just me. You know, well, everybody who knows me knows. My first question out the box is, what did God say? So if you've opted to use weed, the first question I'm asking is, okay, you're a man or woman of God. Did you try God? Because you talk about pain. I know pain. I know pain. I have a condition that, man, you are paralyzed in pain at times. So I get it. And, you know, but, but. And, you know, people who have fibromyalgia have been known to smoke weed. That's just not my, you know, my decision. So, you know, maybe you have to. Mm-hmm. I'm not Amen. saying you, you know, you don't have to. But my, that's always the question out the box for me. You know, what, what did God say? Did you try it? So, you know, when someone doesn't even let me know that they didn't prayed on this thing before, you know, the the doctor or someone else has suggested that, you know, you use weed for medicinal purposes, then my thing is if you haven't tried God, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm no longer, I've outgrown if you've tried everything and everything's failed, try Jesus. I'm just, I've outgrown that. And that doesn't mean that everyone else should be there, but that's just where I am. My thing is, when something ain't looking right, the first thing I'm doing is, I'm God, we need to start talking because you need to let me know. Mm-hmm. Is it me? Mm-hmm. You know, so when you, you start talking about I smoke weed for medicinal purposes, I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. So, you know, I, but I get it. I, I definitely get it. Because some people are just straight potheads. They're not willing to give up the weed. But others, you know, they might be able to uh, give it. They, they may give it some some thought. Some thought. So, all right. Boy, we can always make a conversation out of everything here on this new time <laughs> with Pastor Steph. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I kind of like that conversation. Well, everybody, everybody, we have been on the My Two Cents journey, and we are reviewing Kingdom Business Season 2, Episode 8, we're up to. this journey, y'all, Brother Avery and Shantice, and before we actually uh, go into what happened in season, I'm sorry, episode eight, I want to do a recap, I, I want to do a recap, okay, so you know what, I'm going to start with you, Brother Avery, I always start my conversations um, on Tuesdays with Shantice, so I'll start with you, what have been some of the most memorable Things that have happened in season two for you. Do not discuss season eight. I mean, episode eight. 
This is prior to episode eight. What has oh. what's what's what has stuck out to you? Uh oh my goodness. Uh, oh the poss oh the possibility the uh the the Donita and Caesar having uh a possible child. That they you know, their son. Oh, and first of all the biggest thing was of course Donita's, you know, supposedly amnesia uh amnesia. She can't remember stuff. That's the biggest that's the biggest the biggest thing. Really. Her 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 bit, you know, her her character, so to speak. Um, that's the biggest I think the biggest thing. Really. There's so much it's so so much and, and, and you know, it's got quite a few storylines. It's really good though. Um <laughs> But they did this one, I'd be like, Oh my goodness, come on now. You got to do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you mentioned yeah. the fact that they had that her amnesia and the fact that her and Caesar actually have a child. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right off the top of my head. Right off the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. I was so I'm so okay. I'm so into this this last episode because it's kinda juicy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shantice. What has been some of the biggest things here for you in season two, episodes one through seven? The mama. The mama <laughs> has Loretta Devine played that role. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Of just you know, you you always when you see people, you always well, I know in the restaurant industry, that was always a question, like, who raised you? You know, when people would do or say something crazy, or you just thought that this was really who they were, a big part of who they were. And after now meeting the mama, you see why Danita was so jacked up. You know, you kind of knew the father was a little off. You know, he, he didn't have too too much of a physical presence before um, the mama was, you know, introduced and we really got to see who and how she was. But we saw enough to know that he wasn't wrapped too tight. And now to see the mama, you know, and how, you know, they just dictated everything and controlled everything. And even with Danita being almost a senior citizen herself, are you still allowing mama (laughs) to dictate and control and it's not even, and what made it worse is, you know, it's not like I'm I'm older, I have my own kids, my own marriage, my own career, and my mother still comes in and she's making sure that I'm doing things right. You know, like she may be annoying, but she's like, I don't care how old you are, you're my daughter, and I'm going to make sure things are done right in a godly manner. No, you're just all cocked out and crooked and twisted which is helping to keep me cocked eyed, crooked and twisted. It that was just like you saw why she was a huge mess. Mm, anything else? Um hmm. I think another thing that stuck out was just um essence with this whole um 
babysitting and, you know, getting into the car accident. I think that was another one for me. Just her wanting so bad to have this um, image and this ideal relationship and, you know, now wedding after Taj proposed and, you know, so on. And again, because of the grandmother, because of the grandmother, Taj proposing. And, you know, just watching how, you know, this really goes on, you know, and in the celebrity world, everything has to be a certain way because everything is about my image and how my fans perceive my life. Mm, Okay, okay. I was trying to think as you two were speaking, I think one of the things that kind of, if I don't jump on what you've already talked about, one of the things, Malcolm and CJ, that storyline kind of threw me a little bit. Um, Pastor Jeff, you're on. Good oh, yeah. morning. And I'm coming to you next because we're going to talk about some of the things that kind of hit us via season uh, episodes one through seven. So get your thoughts together there. Um, this whole thing with Malcolm and CJ where, you know, they were, they had this leak and come to find out it was Malcolm I just would not have thought I guess maybe because his role was so quote unquote insignificant <laughs> I just didn't think that mm-hmm. he would have been the one who would have actually leaked it um, the, this information that was something that hit me um, I guess this Taj this whole thing with him and wanting to be married, this image, you know, after he saw what this quote-unquote image did for his own family, his his, his parents, uh-huh. you know, where it, the season ended, season one ended with the father trying to commit suicide and then um, the mother getting the bullet that did not go into the father because C.J., tried to, you know, knock the gun or out of his hand or, you know, at least change the position so that he would not actually shoot himself in the head or whatever. And you saw what lies did to your family. And to for you to perpetrate this same or perpetuate this same lie, knowing that you did not love essence but who does that these days and and maybe we could come back to that and that could be a church for a question people are really getting married for the kid the baby we still doing that i I thought that was kind of played out but i guess not because this was one of the main uh like uh, brother ainsley said quite a few storylines going in and out of here we're gonna come back to that shanti's write that down because i promise you i probably won't remember but that was that was something that really kind of hit me. You, you know, like Shanti said, Grandma's going buck wild. Grandma's talking to you, and yet, you know, you in love with this other girl. It's different if he wasn't even in love with someone else. He didn't have anyone else on his mind. There was no one else in his eye, or who's catching his eye. And he was like, you know what? I ain't doing nothing else. So I might as well go ahead and get married. But for you to now know your heart is somewhere else. And yet you, what are you going to do in the marriage? Okay, it's time for me to talk to Pastor Jeff because 
I can see where I'm going with that. Uh, let's say good morning to Pastor Jeff. Good morning, Pastor good morning. Jeff. How are good you? Morning. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. Thanks. Did you miss me, Pastor Jeff? Of course, of course. You've all, you're always missed. Okay, thank you. Okay, make sure you keep that answer. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> all right, Pastor Jeff, we're about to talk about Kingdom Business, Episode 8, Season 2, Episode 8. But before we get to the finale, we're talking about some things that kind of caught our attention or whatever the situation was from, you know, during Episodes 1 through 7 without discussing anything in Episode 8, Pastor Jeff. Don't let me have to come after you. What 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 were some of the things that maybe stuck out to you in in this particular season? Uh, I mean, you know, the main thing that probably stuck out to me was not telling that man he had a son. Mm. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know that hits you know home with me. So okay, you know, that, that my, I zero in on that, and then. You know, I mean, just all the conniving, all the, you know, mess that's going on, just, you know, people are messy. Church folks are messy. (laughs) Okay, okay. It's just, you know, a whole lot of drama. I, you know, I guess I internalize a lot of this stuff because I can, you know, my whole family, we all grew up in the church and, you know, and. Some of us are bishops and this, that, and the other, and we, you know. So I, I saw a lot of, a lot of us there, you know. Okay. We just we just need to get saved, you know. We really get saved. <laughs> Real and thing, sold right? out. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, I, okay. I should say saved because, you know, you know, if you accepted Christ and believe, you're saved. But we need to get sanctified. How's that? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. At least for the three of us, I think we got what you're talking about, um, because yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta throw this one out there. We could probably come back right this down, Shantice. You know, I, this is the time I think when they say people are saved but not delivered. Oh, kill me, y'all! Kill me, kill me, kill me! We're coming back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's you know that 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 kind of falls into this particular category, Pastor Jeff. Um, so we do know there's an, a difference between you know you giving your life to the Lord and then just letting the Lord take over. And I think that's what you're trying to say. Um, I, 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 like you said, this was a real messy season. I'm, I'm particularly glad that they left out and you fill in the blank. Oh, okay, let's do that. I, okay, based on season one. We, there was a shift in season two's writing. So I'm going to start with you, Shantice. See, Pastor Jeff, I let you off the hook. You ain't going first. Um, I'm so glad they left out or they didn't do or they stopped doing. What would you say? Oh, my goodness. I don't know, because they inserted a couple of things they shouldn't have that they didn't insert in season one. Um Oh my gosh. I'm so glad they left out the cursing. Mm, that's where I was going. There wasn't as much 
there wasn't as much. I don't really remember hearing any cursing in this season two. Season one, they were just cussing like you were watching Soul Food or something. Um, yeah, other than that, I can't think of anything up here but the cursing. The cursing. Okay, okay. Brother Ainsley, th- there was a shift in, in in a few different areas. What shift did you appreciate? Uh, let me see. Well, I agree with uh, Shanti's uh, with the uh, with the profanity. Uh, there was still it. There was still some profanity in in season two because you know, like, because <laughs> my wife, she don't watch anything got profanity in it. So I was like, okay, maybe we could start season two, episode one. And I was heard a few things. It was like, oh, ain't watching this. So <laughs> I'm sold on this one. <laughs> um. That was, a, that was the main thing. Uh, I really can't think of anything. You know, well, uh, one thing. Well, you don't. You don't see, uh, as I recall, you don't see Rebel so much uh, dressed as the. I hate to say, it like the like the stripper home so much in in this season two. You know, okay. so that's about it, you know, but there's so many storylines going on, which is good, you know, um, but that's, that's, that's the main thing I, I, I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, okay. Pastor Jeff, what about you? Is there something in this shift, there was a shift between the two seasons, is there anything that you're glad that they left out or they didn't do or whatever? No, I mean, I... My expectations for how they bring the show about, you know, is the same. So, I mean, you know, I struggle with telling the story and all of that and showing the stripper stuff and everything else. But it's actually real. This is real life, even cursing, you know. Church shows, I know a whole lot of preachers that do a whole lot of cursing. But is that really <laughs> cursing? You know what I'm saying? You know. Okay. So I, you know, nothing. It was what it was. You know, I don't. Ain't a bunch of sanctified people that made the show. You know. Okay. 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 Well, having heard that, I'm I, I am on the bandwagon with with uh, Brother Ainsley and Shantice. You know, it, it's when I look at power, I, that's what I'm going for. When I look at Whatever else, you know, I go, uh, that's what I'm looking for. And, you know, not that I had any expectation, because this is our real first um, story about us um, in the church arena. It's from what I can remember. You know, I might, I may have, I may not be remembering anything. But, and let me tell you something. Talk about cussing now. I came from a mama. That would cuss you underneath the fuck, man, and send you into the next state. You made you made the mistake of messing, making all mad. And I didn't curse in my regular conversation. You know, like some people, they just say curse words throughout the whole conversation. If you made me mad, I could cuss you out. I mean, cuss you out. But even for me, I guess. It was just like, oh, like, it was just like a pinch 
sometimes when you would hear um, some of that conversation go on in, in here, because I guess maybe for me, and I can't speak for Shantis or Brother Al, it was just for me, I was just looking for something different. And although it, it depicted, and I actually didn't think it was going to depict church people here, and, and I'm not saying good, bad, right, wrong, indifferent, but um, it was an adjustment for me. Um, so I, I think that's one of the things that kind of stuck out to me, too. I was kind of glad that they left that alone. Um, I was glad that they inserted more messages this go-round. I think they did a, a really good job in the writing in, you know, giving you something to think about. It wasn't just about telling a story. It was, you know, uh Giving us something, you know, a little more. So having said that and heard that from all of you, Shanti's Let's Hit Episode 8. What stuck out to you? Uh, she asked Danita, the opening scene, if she was singing with the deacon because now she's able to sing again. Singing with the deacon. And she asked a question. I don't remember what the question was, but I remember the question being something that God addressed already or she had asked before. I don't know if you remember Pastor Steph or if you remember um, Pastor Jeff or Brother Ainsley, but it was a quote. Whatever she asked, and I was just like, really? Like, didn't episode such and such God already said? To do, I don't remember if the question was something like, "What what does God want from me?" or "What does God expect?" Something like that. And yeah, I think that, I think it was something, something along those lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just mm-hmm. like, and I, I hate this term, but it was like, "Sis, God keeps <laughs> telling you to be honest." And again, the beauty in when God is like, "Be honest." Nine times out of ten, he's talking about with him because he's not one who, you know, likes to just expose us, you know, like that. Like, I'll make a fool out of you. I want you to make a fool out of yourself to people. He wants us to confess to him so he can deal with us privately. But you keep trying to play this game and you keep testing the waters to see how far you can go before all this blows up in your face. Why are you asking what now, after having amnesia, not being able to sing, now all of a sudden you're able to sing and hit these notes like you ain't missed a beat. You still going to stand here and ask, what does God expect from me? Mm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> all righty. <laughs> Brother Ainsley, what you got for episode eight? Oh, man. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's a lot in this episode. Yeah, we are, I was oh, going to say, we're going to probably have to contain you. Uh, give us one of your, except for the, here's what I don't want to discuss. I do not want to discuss what happened at the very end. We can talk about everything else, just not what happens at the very end. Okay, I do want to save that for the end. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going try, to try to stay contained with that. All right, so I think this, to me, this episode was one of the best ones out of all of them. All right, mm. and so much so, I, so much so, I think, I think that the, the, the title of the episode was Song of Joy. I'm going to do this. I, it, it should be, it should be named the Low Down, Dirty, Disgusted, Get Busted. 
You know, because <laughs> okay, they low down dirty, they get busted. It was a whole. Because there's so many storylines that that you know got answered, if you will. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it was really juicy. That's why I, I didn't mind, as you said earlier, you know, watching the game because it was that, Jimmy, it was that good. Um, as far as like um, one liner, I was like caught out there a little bit, Not, but you know, it was like, okay, are you really serious? Um, is again, like my favorite character, Loretta, and I don't know if you want to go go to the, to this to the extent. When you realize mm-hmm. she's on a phone call, and she mm-hmm. asks a question, and, and all her mess. Oh, my God. You know, talking to the police commissioner. But mm-hmm. I ask, oh, do you think David felt remorse oh. when he had to go? I was like, are you serious? <laughs> oh You're looking for God. a biblical explanation, you know, excuse for your behavior going on right now, for your implicit behavior right now. I was like, oh, my mm. goodness. You know, yeah. oh my goodness. so mm-hmm. that, that was that's one of the um, craziness things. Yeah, that 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 there. I, when I watched it again last night, brother Ainsley, I was like, "Yo, really, R- really, yo, they, talk about church <laughs> folk, Pastor Jeff. You oh, it's the church folk thing. You, I mean, talk about church folk. That was a church folk move." Right there. Oh, my gosh. You have wreaked all this havoc, and now you're going to throw up David. Yo, really? All right, Pastor Jeff, something that stuck out to you in the finale scene, sees an episode, rather, episode. What you got for us? Uh, you, you don't want me to go to the end. Uh, so there's a, you got a whole 50 minutes, Pastor Jeff, to talk about. So no, don't go to the end. I got te- I got tunnel vision. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to skip over you, Pastor Jeff? Because I'm gonna have to reach through this phone and come for you if you blow that ending. Well, well, yeah, you got to you know skip over me to that to that to that finale. All right, okay. So we're just gonna forget that Pastor Jeff even on this on this line. All right, so. Here's my thing. Here's here's the thing that hit me. When, so they have very early in the episode, they have where, um, you know the the police chief is, you know he's he's he has what's his name X, you know holding um, uh, rebel and the other detective, you know because she's been poking around to try to find out what happened to Rebel's mother years and years ago. And so then he tells them, he tells him to kind of kill off the detective. So he shoots the detective, he kills her off, and he says, what about Rebel? So he says, well, I think I can get Rebel, you know, to, you know, hold her tongue, don't say anything. And he makes her promise to leave town. And she better not come back because this is, you know, the threat, that you'll be killed. And so he kills the detective right in front of Rebel. So when, so we see who's, it, who's behind this now, which we kind of probably thought that this is who's been behind all of this craziness. And then they have him making a phone call 
to someone and he's discussing the fact that it's done and lo and behold they pull up Loretta Devine's character Darlene Danita's mama and you're like wow okay so she's behind killing Rebel's mother she's behind killing um what's her name the friend Danny. Danny. And the other guy who they tried to put this all on, um, you know, who they wanted everybody to believe killed Danny. And now Loretta Devine is the one behind all of this. She's the mastermind behind all of this. And, you know, she's like, oh, she's so tremendous. I have to say, she she gets better with age, her acting. Because I don't remember Loretta Mm -hmm. Devine being this this on point. But she has really gotten, I mean, she's reached her peak um, at this point for me, for me. And, you know, she's all, you know, emotional and, oh, I'm so glad that this is all over. And that's when she goes into what uh, Brother Ainsley says, you know, do you think that, you know, this is what David was experiencing? And we're like, stop, just stop, just stop, 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 stop with the David and any biblical reference or you're crooked. You just hired this police chief to kill off these people. What does that have to do with David, Samson, and anybody else. Really, you're going this route. So that's the part that really got me in this particular episode. Um, and I, I was like, stop. This is just too much for me. This is just way too much for me with, with you. Because you have never exemplified anything godly in this whole season. All she's done, like Shanti said, is she's come and wreaked havoc. She's come and been bossy. She's come and tried to take over. Nothing about her has been godly. And now, all of a sudden, you want to be godly or you're concerned about. And But wait, y'all. Look who she asks. She didn't go to someone godly. She goes to the person who's executing all of her nasty, dirty work and asks him about, you know, something godly so I, I don't know that's what stuck out to me in this particular episode Shanti's what you got okay the next thing was no I'll skip that no no um well I was <laughs> when she was singing in the beginning I was like wow this is the best her acting has been um what bugged me out was Okay, so now they're, you know, preparing for the ceremony to start. And the guests are arriving. And they're walking through metal detectors. And I was like, okay, so we got metal detectors at a wedding. What kind? And this is supposed to be so upscale. What part of the game is this? Why are there metal detectors? And I'm thinking, like, okay, so if I showed up to a wedding especially a celebrity wedding, and it's not a wedding for, you know, Dr. Dre, Shook, you know, people who you think is, like, really, really, really from the hood and possibly really about that life. Uh Why, yeah, why are we walking through metal detectors? Like, what gift do you think I'm bringing? (laughs) Like, I don't know if I want to say. You know, so that means that there's armed guards here, how am I going to relax and have a good time? Now, I don't drink anymore, so I don't have to worry about not being, 
you know, on point in case something break out. But this is just a little too uneasy for me. Mm. That, that that just had me like, you know, what wondering a little bit, like how how are these guests feeling, you know? And and the father, he's sitting there just welcoming people on the other side of the metal detector, <laughs> shaking hands and. Hey, how are you? And see you at the reception. And I, I don't know if I want to go to the reception. If the ceremony, you got to walk through the metal detectors. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a little strange. That that was a little strange to me. Okay, okay, brother Ainsley, what are we talking about? Uh, okay, okay. I try to be contained. Be contained. Be contained. Uh. You know, um, you know, something of course my mind while watching this, all right, is that one particular scene when Rebel, you know, when she comes into the studio with Taj and she gives him a song that she made for him and oh well for the couple. And I think it was called a song uh, Song of Joy. All right? right. And and you know, the thing is so, you know, here it is that even though She's a quote being characterized as the stripper and stuff like this. She is being respectful of his of his status of being engaged and whatnot. Is she's not you know she's being respectful. She's not you know in any indication saying well okay I know even though she have, have her feelings for my feelings for Taj and but you know she's not you know not flirting. She's really being, you know, straight up, um, you know, truthful. You know, you know, she's not pursuing them like that. You know, so I don't know you got a situation over here, or we can, you know, she's being straight up for, um, you know, like that. But yet, I don't even go to the end. Essence is 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 really messy. I don't know if you want to go to the. End. It's hard. It's kind of I'm like that's not the end. That's not the end. That's not the end. You could go there. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So it's like okay, but but then essence, you realize how messy she really is. You know. Um. And you know, you're gonna say, you know, at all her uh, on all her dirt. You know. You know, she's pregnant. No, she's pregnant. No, it's not ties. And try to put it on him. And only when he gets caught out there, you know. Um. Um, and tells you about it, you know, you know, she says, okay, you know, your mother, you know, talking to Taj, your mother fired you, your father then did all this kind of thing. Um, why can't you, why can't you just forgive me? And I was so glad, in, you know, that Taj, he at least stood up and said, yes. you know, look, um, yeah, I could forgive you, but I can't marry you. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. because I said all along, I said all along, you know, um, he was only with her because, um, right. you know, he thought she was, she was, um, she was pregnant for him. You know, he was pregnant. She was pregnant for him. Right. So, right. Um, and then, it, and then it go right after you do all your dirt, then going to go on social media and say, oh, oh he was my cheating, goodness. cheating, <laughs> cheating with the stripper. I'm not oh, going to allow the universe God. to, you know, oh, take from what's right from like this whole universe thing. You know what I'm saying? You you the messy one. Meanwhile, mm. the strippers. We just want them to be is having a more honorable behavior. She ain't the one acting like that. You the one doing that. Mm. Oh. 
you know, that was crazy. That, that, I, I, yeah, I didn't see I didn't see that one coming. I didn't see that one coming. I was like, oh no, you didn't. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, that, okay, that's yeah. right. You got busted. You got busted. Amongst others, you got busted. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was crazy. That was straight crazy, you know, and, and I'm so glad. You know, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, this is just some interesting writing. For me, as a writer, I look at the writing, and what, that was some interesting writing because I was wondering if they were going to allow this real, this truth to come out, of whether, you know, at this, something wrong. I didn't know that it was not his baby, um, but... I, I just was hoping that they would find something that would keep them from getting married because I, I, I couldn't stomach this another season with the two of them together. That that there that that I'll just have to put the walk off or something. I, that that part I just could not take. And it was so good to see um, that you know not only did he find out, but that he did take the road of saying, you know what, I can't go along with this farce anymore. You know, of marrying you. You know, yes, I wanted this baby to be mine, but now that I found out that this isn't my baby, um, I've forgiven you, and I, I just can't marry you, like you said, Brother Ainsley. Well, there's a couple of things that stuck out to me in this whole thing. First of all, the way he found out. That was kind of interesting with the sonogram, which I thought was a corny, 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 corny wedding gift. Oh, my gosh. See, this is what happens when you don't love a person, because this is what you do. I was like, a, a big, a blown-up picture of the sonogram is your wedding gift to your wife? Oh, my gosh. You could not have gotten any or more original than that. So, okay. Well, in blowing up this uh, sonogram picture, that's when it all comes out that, you know, he, uh, you know, that, that she's not, that she's further along than she should have been for it to have been his baby. So I did think, you know, okay, I'm like, thank you, God, that 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 came out. I also was very glad that, you know, he he did not go through it. And, you know, for for her to even have said to him, well, you forgave your mother and you forgave your father. Why can't you forgive me? This is his, these are his parents. Are you serious? Are you just like that twisted that you want mm-hmm. him to look at you like you're the parents? These people have raised him. Good, bad, right, wrong, indifferent. These people have raised him. These, these, he has learned to. This is this is his. I'm just gonna go back to. These are his parents, and you really want to be put on a level of forgiveness, like it's the parents, like you didn't do anything, and you know it just comes to. Drawing the line, you know, with with everybody who does you wrong. You know, where do you draw the line? And he had decided to draw the line. And like Brother Ainsley said, she then gets on social media and says, instead of just saying there will be no wedding, no, she goes to there will be no wedding because I found out that he cheated with me on a stri- with a stripper. And, like, the world will not find out, like, excuse me, the universe will not find out what the real truth is later. So she's just pathetic. And it just really goes to show how pathetic that particular, that, that whole thing with her questioning, the fact that he forgave the parents but didn't forgive her, and the fact that she would go behind even her own lie, and now make it look and tra- make her, him look bad and trash him, just goes to show how messy this marriage would have been. This is so, you know what? It all 
it all goes well together with why he needed to ghost her. I, this, this, this here, eh, the Lord would have understood. <laughs> get rid of this chick and get rid of her fast. So that was a... Uh, uh, that that was a bit much. That was a bit much. All right, so I'm gonna throw this one out. The raid, Shantees. The raid at the end, right? Yeah. That was because <laughs> when he texts now, I was like, who is he texting? And then when everyone busts in, I was like, all right. This is happening here now. Now it makes sense as to why he kept he, as in the the bishop, the father, kept inviting everyone to the wedding mm-hmm. because I need mm-hmm. everyone to be in a common place where their guards are down. No one is going to think, even though you walk through the metal detector, no one is going to think <laughs> that there is going to be a police raid. You know, and you're figuring that, you know, whatever we've been doing, you know, you already saw me make my stance at at the, you know, the, the, the underground joint. You already heard me, you know, say I'm not in this anymore and so on and so forth. But I've been quiet since, so you're probably figuring I didn't came to my senses and at least I'm not making any more noise. I'm not living that life anymore, but I'm not making any more noise. So... You know, it was very strategic, but it was just like here, here. Now, what would have happened had that whole finding out this not my baby thing had gone on? If that had not gone on, there would have been a ceremony. So at what point were you going to text this now, text the word now, at, at the during the toast? Or once the... You know, once you said, I now pronounce you man and wife, and you would have pulled your phone out because he was officiating the wedding, the, the, the ceremony. So when would you have had time before the reception to text now? I guess well, it probably would have been at, oh, the re- well. at the reception. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying because Todd then got up there and made the announcement that there won't be a, a wedding. I guess he figured, well, we might as well do this now. And and text for now, but that was just I was like I was like here, you know, and Todd is really disappointed in his father again because of course he's thinking this is supposed to be my wedding. So had everything gone the way it was supposed to go, it would have been a beautiful day, and this would have messed it up because he was going through with the plan. The father was going to go through with the plan, you know. Absolutely. So you were really willing to mess up mess up my what was supposed to be my once-in-a-lifetime day because you had your own agenda. Mm, okay, okay. Brother Ainsley, the raid. Yeah, um, I agree with Shantese. It made sense why, you know, why Bishop would everybody come in and, and it made perfect sense, you know, so everybody guard is down. They figure, all right, there's no, you know, they can feel uh, protected, the police chief, whatever, he's there. And, um, you know, but I'm like, you know, again, you, like some people said, you know, I get it, everybody's there, but again, at the wedding, it's like, really, is this the only way you want to, because we ain't talking about like one person getting caught out there. It was several. 
So it's, mm-hmm. it's from, this, is, this is a scene within an important event, you know, like, like mm-hmm. you know, when was it going to happen? I would guess it would probably be at the reception or maybe at that interval between the the actual ceremony and the reception. Um, and, and, you know, and you got to think, you know, all right, you, you, to me there should be some kind of explanation to the song, like, all right, something's going to go down, I can't explain it to you. You know, because come on, that, that's 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 quite an enormous thing to do at somebody's wedding, man. You gonna have right, a bunch of people right. arrested at your on your wedding, you know, at a wedding moment, you know. But uh, I was glad to I was glad to see it, and of course, my girl Loretta, uh, she got caught <laughs> out there like, oh, my, like oh my my my, and. It was cool that you know you could tell the the needy she was truly like no she didn't have anything to do it do with you know mm-hmm. do with it because I was thinking it was Danita had something to do with um, Rebel's mother um, mm-hmm. you know death you know but now we realize no it was really her mother Loretta um, right. Darlene had something to do with it so they kind of clear they kind of clear that they clear that up you know but I thought it was it was it was it was very interesting. Uh, and that's sort of thing. And then you can see uh, the needles, like you know, all all from the beginning. You know, she's like praying, God answer my 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 prayers. She calls um, Caesar. I want you to meet your son. Meet him at the wedding. Yada yada yada. But when this happened, you can there we go again. It seems like she's back to her old Nita. You see the vengeance when she was addressing um, her husband, the bishop. Like, you knew this was going down and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You could tell, all right, they're back to step number one again, all over again. Right. That, that right. vengeful, that, that vengefulness um, going on between them, yeah. you know. So yeah. it, it, was, it was interesting. It was interesting. Okay, okay. Pastor Jeff. So Caesar meets his son for the first time, this grown man that he didn't even know existed until recently. And he meets him at the wedding. And he takes a moment to, right in the middle of their talking, to get up to go out to get the breather. What, what do you think was going through his mind? Well, why did he need, what do you think he needed to get up and go and just take a deep breath and come back with? So what's music like in Africa? <laughs> well, the... Just all the years of not knowing you existed, all the, you know, I got a son. I mean, he got no, he don't have any other kids, you know, and I got this grown son, you know, it it just was overwhelming. He had to kind of gather his thoughts and, you know, bring it all in because he, he might have wanted to take out some of the stuff that, what's her name, Danita did. You know, in the situation, out on the kid, he had to, you know, bring it in so he could have the proper conversation or or meeting, you know, with with, the, with you know with the boy. Okay, I can okay. kind of understand that. Okay. But um, I I, I wanted well, to I'm... go back to the. Oh, God, yeah. you wanted, there was something else in the in the episode you wanted to talk about? Feel free to go back, Brother Jeff. What you got? <laughs> with the with, with, with homegirl, 
having another baby, I mean, somebody else's baby and trying to make that man marry him. You know, I mean, that that right there shows, you know, she her not understanding why he don't want to go through with it. That, that's what mm-hmm. it tripped me out. He was supposed to accept all of that mess. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, wh- right. Where was her head? What's her understanding of even a man? You know, like, <laughs> really? He found out, mm-hmm. you, got, you really expect him to go through with this mess? And... And yeah. truthfully, she want to break on the stripper. I ain't think she was so attractive anyway. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, like, like the, the, the stripper chick is, 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 is the better is the better grab. You know, what I'm <laughs> got the better heart. Okay, <laughs> got the oh better body. God, got the better look. Yeah. You know, and the better talent. You know, mm-hmm. so. You know, I, I didn't understand how she thought she was all that. And you just go, mm. just take me, you know, with, you know, with, you know with, with this baby that's not yours. Mm-hmm. And I guess mm-hmm. that, that resonated, that probably resonated home with me. So, you know, that. It's what happened with my first wife. She got pregnant while we were married by another man. And, and expected me not to divorce her, you know. Wow, wow, wow. So I guess it because yeah, my first wife couldn't understand. Listen, I can't stay in this mess. Mm. (laughs) You know? Okay, it makes sense. But, uh, you know, I just didn't have the capacity, but I'm saying – she expected him to have the capacity to accept all right, that. Right, right, right. They ain't even married. You know? Right, right, right. It's a lot to swallow. It's a lot to swallow right before you're getting ready to get married. And and when he, he asked her pretty much, you know, how do you expect for me? And she was like, well, nobody will know. It's like, yo, just can I even have a chance to digest this? Because there are some men who would have gone through with it. But there was not even an opportunity, like you said, Pastor for him to even digest all of this. You're being smashed in the face with all of this, you know, um, news and, you know, all of this sudden, unexpected, you know, uh, uh, revelation. And, no, it, it's just and she's banging on the door because for, for looks, you know, all of this, she wants to look like um, – this and look like that, and you're not even being realistic, and I, I agree with you 100%, and to me, that's why I said this would only indicate how messy their marriage would have been, because let me tell you something, had he stood for that, or oh, she would have offered him a whole lot of other stuff behind that one, and you know what she would have always said? Well, you accepted little, what's his name, Taj, little Taj, you know, when you knew it wasn't, she would have always thrown that up at him. So that, that's why I said, no, you did the right thing. Leave that chick alone because she would have had one messy marriage. So, Pastor Jeff, I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak first so we can go into our church folk business because um, we have Pastor K.L. waiting in the wings, um, you know, of this, 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 this bomb, this other bomb that gets dropped on us. You know, we've got several bombs going on, going off in this episode. The final bomb, you talk about the son, Caesar and Danita's son. What happens? 
What you mean? What's the question? <laughs> what happens at the end, Pastor Jeff? Come on, oh, you want to wait? Oh, no, I, okay. No, I, I didn't understand where you going with that. But no, I mean that's that's some real foul stuff that he ain't actually the son and playing them like that. I mean, when you playing upon some serious, you know, emotions there, you know, mm. you know, that, that, you know that, that was deep. I mean, come on. The dude just finally got a son, and 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 now here it is. You hate the son. You, you know, you play, you playing them. You know, so to, to me that 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 was good. That you know them putting that there, right there. That was yeah. that was real good. But okay. that, when they find out, that's some, that's some real hurting stuff. You know, like to be deceived at that level. You know. Yeah. 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 Oh, Brother Ainsley. Pastor Jeff says that was good at the end. That was a nice cliffhanger. What you think? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was because I was like so many storylines was kind of cleared up, you know, with the whole um, with Danny and uh, Rebel's mother and, you know, all the other stuff. So much stuff was cleared up and the whole bombshell with Essence and the baby not being tied. There was so much. I was like, okay, what what else is there to to, to go go on and stuff like that? And so it was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be season. This is going to be uh, one of the main storylines, I guess, in season number three. Uh, you know, but even before that, you know, the scene before that, not just rehash it. I was like, I was so happy. I was like, yo, go Taj, go get your girl, go get your woman, go get. Your stripper girl, that's you. Go get her. <laughs> get that kiss on, finally. Yeah, go, go on. Guess where your heart is at? Go on, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, that, at the end, though, I was like, okay, all right. And and I guess in a conniving way, whoever, whoever the son really is, it kind of positions him in, in a good way, in a way, because no matter... What happens with the record coming? Whether it's, whether it falls back with um, uh, Danita or Caesar, he's right there. No matter which way it goes, whoever you know, so it, it kind of positions him in a in a in a in a favorable light. No matter which way his inheritance will go, so to speak, you know. Wow. So um, I didn't I didn't see that one coming either. Yeah. Wow! 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 Shantice. The real cliffhanger. Yeah. Scott. There, there was a few different cliffhangers. Um, as far as with this essence, with this whole thing, I, I agree. I thought it was extremely tacky. And it just made me think about everything leading up to this point. Um, the, the getting upset because Rebel's ex told her that Rebel and Tosh kissing and you being all destroyed, knowing this ain't this man's baby, and you've been lying to him. Um, the car accident and when, you know, the baby was in jeopardy and y'all didn't know if the baby was going to, you know, make it, and you taking him through that. Then you taking him through the universe, save the baby. Then you taking him through, are you sure? Are you sure you want to be with me? 
because me and the child will be fine without you. It ain't his. But all of this gaslighting and manip- manipulating, knowing, knowing, it's not even like which would have still been bad, but it wasn't like you slept with two men, but you really, really, really believed it was Taj. You know, like, okay, according to my math, he's the father. But you miscalculated, and it came out that he wasn't the father. We not even talking about that. You knew this wasn't this man's baby, and you took him through all of this because of the image you wanted to have. You done bombarded your way into the family interview, all this stuff. Like, I was just thinking about everything that led up to this point. And you really expect for him to just brush this off because, again, you want to keep this image. It it, it it was just crazy. And then the cliffhanger with the other part, the the very, 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 very end was just really right. just like, oh, my gosh. So now this is what we have to look forward. Now we have to look forward to this whirlwind. If there's a season three, we have to look forward to there being another level of lies that you're automatically walking into. Now, who set this up? What, what was the point in this being a lie? Um, what what that 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 that's a, what what's the point? What was the point in you lying about you being these people's son? Who who set this up? Um, yeah, because he's talking to somebody on the phone. He ain't the only one in this, and, uh, yeah. like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So it's who, like, who, who, set, who set this up? Because I don't think it was the mother. Because when Danita said, oh, your other grandson is here, she looked a bit startled, flabbergasted, mm-hmm. cold guard. So I don't, you know, I don't think it was her. But who, who set this up and for what benefit? You know, what, what purpose? So that is like, oh, here we go with another level of lies and scheming and all this that we have to look forward to for the, you know, for the following season. It, you know, it, it just really, it, it just really shows how people's minds are gone and everything is just about what I can get, you know, because I want, because I felt, because I think, because I think it's all this I, I, I. And when you're living in I in the I world, you mess up everybody else's world. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Shanti's I gave you a couple of church folk uh points, questions, whatever. What I have no clue what I said. So what you got over there? All right, you had to you had are we really getting married for the baby? And then you had the um, you addressed when people say, "I'm saved but not delivered." Oh, that's where I want to go. All right, Pastor KL, you've been hanging in the wings for a little bit. Let's say good morning. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, how are you? Good morning. That's how are you? I'm okay. Thanks. I'm okay. I know you've been hanging around for a little bit. We got a little later start today, and um, it's all Pastor Jeff's fault. Um, so blame him. Um, but we did come across 
a couple of uh, uh, different things. To me, this particular episode did not have an easy in for church folk, a church folk question. But I think it was something Brother Ainsley said that kind of sparked, or was it Pastor Jeff? One or two said something about, um, you know, when we're, when we're saved. Oh, it was Pastor Jeff. You know, just there's a saying that I've heard forever, and years ago I had no idea what it meant. And, you know, it, it's it's an inference to, yes, they've, they're saved, but they haven't been cleared up and cleaned up of everything. So the saying is, I've, you know, they're saved but not delivered. What does that mean to you? What does that mean in the church world? How true is that? Is it true? What's your thought on that? That, that? That's giving me a pass that if I slap you, you know, don't, 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 don't blame it on my salvation. You know, because, you know, the first thing they'll say is, you're supposed to be saved. So so if I slap you, you know, I'm saved, but, I, you know, God, God is still working on me. You know, there's certain things he hasn't removed from my life yet. Don't don't try me, because the old man may show up. So that that's what to say, but not deliver. Hmm. What do you feel about us Christians leaning on that? Um. Now in my walk, I feel that's a sad, sad statement. However, um, I used to be the poster boy for that statement because, yeah, I'd be the one who, who would slap you. And then, and then they're, are you supposed to be this? You supposed to? Yeah, I'm supposed to be, but I'm not crazy, you know. But 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 now, you know, when you give your life over to God, you know, the the battle is not yours; it belongs to God, and 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 you have to let Him, you know. Uh, be the author and the finisher of whatever you got going on. Mm, okay, okay. Pastor Jeff, I'm saved, but or he's saved, but he hasn't been delivered. What does that mean to you? Well, I mean, I, that could be a statement once you first got saved. You know, but I believe that if you truly got saved, deliverance starts to happen. So when people make that statement, you know, well, how long you been saved? You know, it's like a mm-hmm. year or two, or, you know, you know how long? And if you tell me a couple of hours, I can under, I can understand. <laughs> but it, it's no real salvation <laughs> to me. If there's no change because the Bible says any man being Christ is a new creature. So the new creature has to start to take effect from the minute you get so-called saved. And 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 what I see is most of these folks is, is 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 not saved. They you know they they're just not saved, and they they you know they they have a form of godliness, or, you know all of that, but they don't really have it, and and they just use that to do what they want to do, you know to keep doing what they want to do. It was just like the statement, I'm human. You know, that's what they do. That's, you know, that's what them um, LGBTQ do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, like, well, I was born this way. But then you need to be born again. You need to get saved. <laughs> that's how I look at it. Okay. Interesting response of the you need to be born again. That was I haven't heard that one yet. 
Brother Ainsley, what do you think of this this whole, you know, saved but not delivered? Yeah, I've heard it so many times uh, myself over the over the years, and you know, and you know, early on, you know, I never really never said it myself, but I, I've heard it so much. I understand what it means, like what um, what both Pastor Kay and Pastor Jeff have said, and you know, but you know, really, um, as Pastor Jeff said, you know, deliverance, you know, the process begins at the moment you're being saved and whatnot. And too often times, if you could think, if you can comprehend to say that, oh, I'm saved, then there should be some, some there should be some remorseful. This should not, this should be not a, uh, 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 an excuse, a constant excuse. Like we, like like Pastor Jeff said, you've been um, the saved for two hours, okay. But why am I hearing this? You've been saved twenty, thirty years. Now come on. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think um, people, you know, I see that it's, it's, it's an excuse. It's a fallback. Well, I could do what I want, but yet I'm still going to be saved. Uh, I'm still getting, I still got grace and mercy. So, yeah, I can slap slap you. Um, I continue my lying. I could still doing all this, all sort of things, but I'm still saved. But I'm just not delivered yet. Well, the process, you got to allow the process to, 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 to start to take effect and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I've heard that so so often. Uh, but, and it, it shouldn't be because, I mean, if you think, if you think, oh, if you can make up an excuse, it should be like, um, uh, there should be, you know, there should be, should be, should be some, some forgiveness. Something like, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have did that. You know, it's just an excuse. You got a lot of process to to begin. Allow God to work within within you. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, Shantice, saved but not delivered. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Well, that's definitely not a term that the millennials use. <laughs> um, but when I hear it, <laughs> you just don't say stuff like that. But when I hear it. You know, I I hear it as an out, as a cop-out to what God is expecting of me. You know, the responsibilities that I have to no longer do something or to start doing something. So I'm giving myself an excuse. That's all I hear any time I've ever heard that. It's like, okay, I'm giving myself an excuse. Instead of me just saying, listen, I'm a Christian, but I'll still slap you, you know. You'll 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 say that to like I guess try to make it sound a little more classy, and it's like no, you do better just saying what it is you want to do, or just going to God with what it is you want to do. Like God, I know I'm for you, but I'm about to cuss them out. I'm gonna need you to either shut my mouth for me or replace these words because some about to come out. And you ain't going to be too pleased with what comes out. You know, instead of doing stuff like that, you'll just rather say, I'm saved, but I'm not delivered. And it's like, we get caught up in these saying so much to where we just sound ignorant. Mm. You know, talk about a similar saying, Pastor KL. You know, don't let me take off my Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, Shachi just said something that, you know, has a has 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 it has 
She just said something that made me think of something. How often do we, we have that opportunity to step back and make it right, but instead we move forward even though we know God won't be happy with it. So using your particular scenario is I'm just going to smack you and then, you know, go back later and ask for forgiveness. What 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 is the process? What should the process be? Because we're not always going to be prepared to, uh, you know, hear these things or see these things and and not respond the way we would want to respond or what would make us more comfortable. Right, right, right. I mean, and and the other side of that is, you know, as you said, you know, we used to say, don't let me put my salvation down and and, and step to you. You you know, um, again, it's, it's the flesh rising up. You know, when, when, when you don't have any control of your flesh, you know, as, as Pastor Jeff said, well, if you just started in, in, in this thing, then it, it's a little hard. You know, it really, really is a little hard. But um, because at any time anybody can approach you and, and you don't know what side you are, you know, if you're on the Lord's side or if you're on the enemy's side. Because sometimes when you, when you approach my ego, I'm not thinking about God. You know, mm-hmm. but, 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 you know, if you can make this statement, don't let me put my salvation down, you know, or the, the best one is, you know, I wasn't always safe. Ah, you, there you, you know go. what I mean? There you go. So, so, so that's the one that really gets you to know that, listen, I used to be an ex something, you know, anytime you can reflect on what you used to be, you have not been delivered from it. Wow. Wow. Interesting statement. Interesting statement. Pastor Jeff, you know, don't let me uh, put my salvation down. Don't let me, you know, don't let me have to take off my Holy Ghost. Whatever terminology you've come across in this particular scenario of just wanting to bust out, lash out, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Is there time while you're thinking of that to really think of something better to do or allowing God to take over? Well, I mean, people, that's an excuse because you don't want God to take over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want to handle this, Lord. I, um, I'm dealing with something right now online because, you know, you, know, you know that big fight I'm in in the courts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the uh, so-called preachers that are part of that family, they put something bad, just went out on me last night and put so much stuff on the Internet. And, and they were all lies, but they, because I had such a past, you know, you know, you take mixed truth with lies. And, yes. And look, mm-hmm. look, what you're, look what you're supporting. This guy, he's terrible. And everybody's calling me. You know, you need to respond. Respond. And he's been doing this for the last five years on the Internet. But last night he really went in on me for some reason. That's how I know I'm close to winning this fight because the enemy is really angry. I guess because me and my wife preached online. I guess I must have said something to kick kick this fellow off. And I, you know, the old me literally wanted to go get my car. And go and hurt this dude, cause that's 
you know, that's what's in me. You know, I will, I will hurt you. You know that stuff. And but everybody calling me, you need to do something. And you don't do nothing. You a punk. You a punk now. You know. And and then I and I, and I got mad at God because I really don't have, I really don't have it in me to do nothing. It's like Lord handle this because he he handles it so well when he does handle it. You know, and, I, and I'll make a mess and trip up. I end up getting my butt put in jail or something, you know. But it's like I am really changed. And I'm mad that I am. But that's what salvation, real salvation will do. Maturity in God is like God will take over and it will almost make you seem like a punk, you know, because you, know, you want to handle it. So... You know, that's why when people use that excuse, it's like, yo, you just don't want to be delivered. You won't let the Lord take you there. You just, you know, you you, you want to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I saw, uh, and there was a lady on the radio, I think it was yesterday, uh, you know, uh, nephew Tommy did a prank yes. on her, church lady. And yes. she, you know, she, she got so angry and turned around and was like, you know, uh, Jesus, you got to excuse me for a minute. <laughs> and she ah! nephew Tommy out. You know? Oh my goodness! She's a leader in her church. She does the sign language, and I said, "Man, uh, um, you know the members of that church ain't gonna want her to do no sign language no more." With, wow! With wow! You know you you let you let Tommy prank prank you that well. It was so easy for you to say, "Jesus, you know I need a moment." That's what she said. I think Jesus, I need a moment, <laughs> and went mm. and went. I guess back to her old self, but I said, ain't no old self. That's, right. that's still her. Right, right, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo! Brother Ainsley, you know, listening to, you know, those, those uh, cliches and sayings, and now Pastor Jeff has given us a new one. Uh... How do you handle the times when you're, it's, it's facing you? It's right in your face, and you want to do what you want to do. How do you move forward and let God take over? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process because we want to do something. We want, we want an action done right now. We want to do things right now. We want to put our hands into it. We got to say something right now. We got to stand up for, for our position. Um, Right or wrong, but we got to stand up. We got to do things. We want things to handle our way when we want it to happen. And, you know, and God don't move like that. His ways is not like our ways. And But anyway, at the time, but God knows best. He does best. And he does best. You know, so, but once you have the time to reflect, oh, let me put my salvation down. Let me do this. If you, have to, if you can think of that, that moment, time to reflect, that's the time. To step back and allow God. That's not you. Then that needs to be moving forward. It's, it's a process. No, you got to step back. But it's hard because sometimes we want to. Yo, know, I, I, I got to say something. I got to. I got to stand up for for myself and and this that another. You know. So we got. We must got to look at it. Okay, this is a test. It's a test. Because I realized to me, <laughs> those tests that I failed, and come. I'm going to take that test again. You know, so until I pass it, so um, I, so it's a process. Let know that I d- depend to depend on God and and my behavior more Christian like, 
so that when these things happen, come on, move, coming again, I handle it better. So most of the time, it's 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 you know we just we we just got to stand up. We got to we got to do something. If you just do do something, you know, you say something right off the top, right off the top of the dome, as we say, that's one thing. But if you got the if you have the capacity to think, wait a minute, I don't I don't let me put this down. To think about, uh, reflect, you need to step back. Just step back. Because it's not, it's, that's, that's, as Pastor K.L. said, that's that flesh rising up. And that's not the best way. It's not the best way at all. So if you can think about the flesh rising up, you can think more on the godly thing. Listen, I need to step back. Because you don't know what's going to, you know, like Pastor Jeff said, things can happen. Uh, you know, you hurt somebody, you go to jail. All, all, all the, possibility, the possibilities of what can really go wrong or go worse is endless. So... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the queen at one point of revenge. How are you uh, addressing this here? Shanties. Who? Oh. The queen sorry. of revenge. I heard the question right here. The, the queen of revenge. Uh well, again, being an ex-vengeful person, <laughs> you know, you, you have to, a lot of times it makes, you know, God is really strategic because when you think about all of the things that he could have done, how he could have handled you when we've done certain things, but yet he chose to deal with things another way. And when we choose now to take matters into our own hands, the mess that we make that we then have to go back to that same God and ask him to clean up. I always find that like, wow, because no matter what we do, good or bad, we always have to end up going right back to him. So now do we still try to take matters into our own hands and now try to dominate and have control over what happens and what doesn't happen? Or do we take what happens and now hand it to him and let him take control of it? Uh, okay. All right. Good question. Pastor KL, you have the final word today. You know, uh, Jesus, you're going to have to give me a minute. <laughs> give our listeners uh, a piece of advice for those times. Okay. Well, 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 first of all, what, what, what I found amazing in, 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 in Ainsley's um, dialogue is he said that when he did things and he failed, he had to repeat it and do it again. Mm-hmm. Now, now, let's look at this thing. That's both spiritual and natural. We live this every day. You can't get your diploma simply because you took the GED. You got to pass this thing. And if you don't pass, you got to yet do it again. So, so, so God gives you the opportunity to do it right the first time. You know, and when we don't pass it, it's going to come up again. How many folks church hop because the pastor spoke into your sin? And because you didn't appreciate what he said, you thought that you can go to another church and get a better word. 
where the word was still about you getting yourself together. So if you was a liar in this church, you got exposed and you got upset because you got exposed. So if you go to another church, you're still going to another church being a liar. And God is saying, listen, I can't use you this way. I need you to get yourself together. It's not the church. It's you. It's your building. Mm -hmm. Until you clean up your building, you know, until you do, some folks don't do windows. Some folks won't clean the oven. But that's all a part of the house. And until you take the time to prepare your house, God can't use you. So you can have all of these, put my salvation down. You can have all of these cliches. God says, listen, if you want me to use, then I need, I, I need all of you. I, I, I don't need a sometimes you. If, if it's easy for you to put something down, then you might as well keep it off. Mm. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Woo. Always end up big. And we are grateful to God for that word. Ah, thank you, my due time crew, for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Let's see. Let me just. Turn off everybody so we'll have no mistakes. All righty. Well, before we go any further, let me make sure we get this benediction in. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Uh, number six twenty two twenty six. Woo! We've been on a journey here with our kingdom business. And, you know, as has been said, you know, we have a lot to reflect on. You know, Brother Angel said there were a lot of um, storylines going on here at the same time. And, and, and Pastor, Pastor uh, Jeff. Pastor Jeff always says, you know, when he, somebody, initially he said, you know, someone told him that this, it, it reminded, this whole kingdom business reminded him, reminded that person of Pastor Jeff's family. And, you know, he said it a couple of times, and he even talked about it this morning, of how it kind of hit home for him. Well, that's one of the things that God needs from from every one of us. You know, I remember last last season when we reviewed this, you know, there were there were some complaints. There were some complaints that, you know, why are we watching this? I'm really not into this and you know, I, I remember saying, Listen, this is how the church is being depicted in front of the world. And how can God's people not respond? How can God's people not speak as to what the world is viewing, whether it's 
Christian people or the people of the world? How can we sit back and just look and go, oh, okay, good or bad, it don't matter, I'm not going to respond. And I said, God chose this group to respond. And we're going to respond whether you want to be a part of this or not. It is, we just that's just not even a consideration. And it was it was it was a hard watch for some people, you know, because of the behavior, um, you know, because of the actuality of showing. Um, they were very graphic, um, and like I said, they also, you know, they did a lot of cursing, like you know the other two spoke about, and it 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 we had to face it. We had to face it, and 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 this particular season came back, and they came back well. I, I have to say, they came back well. They kept you, you know, looking. They kept you interested, and especially when there's an assignment, you know, you just do what you're supposed to do. You don't, you know, really fuss with God and ask. But this, you know, was a little easier on, you know, your uh, senses. <laughs> But as we talk about this thing and, and how we've been able to extract a church folk segment out of each and every episode, I went back to when God first said, I want you to review this. Put this on put this on your review list. It is so urgent. It is so important for us as people to speak about these things. You know, I remember what one of the the young guys in the church saying, this walk ain't easy. It sure ain't. Because one thing about God, he's going to keep you on your toes. If you are really before the Lord, he's going to keep you on your toes. When you get those challenges, when you get those times, you know, you know, God, you're going to have to give me a minute. Or, Lord, you know, you don't want to have to let me put my salvation down. Or, you know, I'll take off my Holy Ghost. That's. That's a challenge, and it's it's an opportunity for you to grow. You are not supposed to handle that particular situation the way you've handled it in the past because at what point will a person be able to attest to the fact, wow, she's grown, wow, he's grown. When are they ever going to be able to do that if you are always taking off your Holy Ghost, when you are always asking God to give you a minute, when you always go lay this down or that down so that you can get your point across, so that you can get some off your chest. It's put out there. It's allowed you to get to that point so that you can go to God. Because if we never had a reason to go to God, we ain't never going to God. That, that That's not our first, you know, alternative. That That's not our first uh, 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 default. That's not, We ain't going to God automatically. It's that spirit of the Lord. When you get to that point, and, and just like it has been said, when you if you got enough time to say, you know what, well, Lord, uh, whoever, let me take this. Let, let me just take this. Lord, give me a minute. That minute that you're asking for is a minute of silence. That's a minute of saying, you know what, well, God, I need you to speak. That's a minute that you're walking off. And I mean, I think it was one of Shantice's first switch tips, you know, where you always think somebody's punking you and you don't want to be handled like that. You know, you don't want to be faced with that. That's a challenge. 
that's a challenge for you to have to do things like that, for you to have to, you know, think that somebody's always punking me or you really think I'm I'm a wimp, but you whatever, you know, I can't say what the street says these days, but that's what God is trying to grow you out of. And if you don't take and accept those challenges and you continue to fail, you will be like uh, uh, Brother Ainsley and what Pastor KL talked about. You're going to find yourself just doing this over and you can't figure out why I keep going through this, why God won't stop this. That's because maybe you haven't done what you've needed to do at those moments for God to say, okay, this is not going to just keep smacking you in the face. You ain't going to have to keep looking at this thing. We're going to have to take those challenges, and we're going to have to win. We're going to have to win. We're going to have to step out of those moments where it's going to be a curse God and die, you know, and, and hope that God allows me to come back and apologize or ask for forgiveness. We're going to have to, there's, there's time. When you fail that test, you know, you, you're not just supposed to go back and ask God for forgiveness. You're supposed to go back, ask God for forgiveness, and do what's right. Make it that extra effort to do what's right. <laughs> you can't keep taking off the Holy Ghost and asking God to give you a minute. It doesn't work like that. So you need to make sure you're doing whatever it is you need to do. And I'm, I'm going to go here really quickly. i got a, you know half a minute or so. The company you keep makes the difference. I promise you it makes the difference. Do you have those people around you that would say, ah, come on, let's go. Or will you have those people who are rolling up their sleeves, pulling out the box cutter, ready to cuss people out? The company you keep makes the difference as to your success rate or how often you fail. And let me tell you something, when you stand with God and God's true people, you are standing with a winning team and you cannot lose. Ooh, I like that. Next week, God Spares, we're going to go over the soundtrack of Kingdom Business Season 2. So I want you to all go and, and pull it up. If you have Apple Music, you can pull it up. Um, it's a part of your plan. Um, if you have... Um, everybody has YouTube. You can pull it up and make sure you listen. To, and I want to hear what you send to me, which soundtrack, which which songs on the soundtrack you think are the best. And we're going to discuss this. We're going to discuss it. It's, it's you know, we're, I'm not going to tell you how I feel about the soundtrack, but you'll, we'll, we'll discuss it next week, God Spears, okay? All right. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to Christ right now. Please do not miss the opportunity. And even if you said you gave your life to Christ right now, strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now. Because later is not promised to any of us, and we don't want you to miss the mark. 
until tomorrow, Godspeed, where it's Wow Wednesday. Until then, I love you.